Hello and welcome to The REIT Report. I'm your host, Sarah Borg from Quito. And joining me today for a broad overview of the state of the REIT and commercial real estate market is Cedric Lachance. Cedric is currently the Director of Global REIT Research at Green Street and will be assuming his new role as Green Street's Director of Research on July 1st. Cedric, really pleased to speak with you today. Thanks, Sarah. Pleasure speaking with you. Maybe you could start by describing your new position at Green Street and what you see as some of your main priorities in the short and medium term. Of course. Just just put some context. Green Street, we're a real estate research and analytics firm. We're, we've often been known as the gold standard of actionable intelligence, research, insights, news, and data in the real estate space. But our roots are in analyzing public real estate owners. Uh, we're often referred to as a reach shop, if you will. And we still see that as a great compliment. But we do so much more now, uh, as I mentioned, of our, a variety of other um, product lines that we have. In particular, we're very active for private market investors. We have coverage of markets in Europe and in the U.S. Uh, and our news organizations, both in U.S. and Europe, are also uh, very interesting as um, good ways to add value for a number of participants in the real estate marketplace. For me, on the research side, which is often, of course, with read investors, no better or no best from Green Street, it's important to know we've always been very collaborative as a team and very integrated. And while we have many people who are specialized by various sectors, markets, or dedicated to macro or strategic topics, the bulk of what we do is heavily uh, oriented through discussions and collaboration. And while uh, I'll, I'll be very fortunate, of course, to lead the team, I'll continue to get to interact with Mike Kirby, the co-founder of Green Street, uh, who's created this incredible research machine that we have, and of course, all the other tremendous leaders at Green Street. So for me, going forward, there's not a lot of changes to make, but rather continuing to fine-tune our product, being a little bit more active, using our global presence, and following on themes globally that we can amplify in certain regions. And at the same time, continue to focus on thought leadership uh, that's very important for us. So whether it's heard on the beach or insights type reports that we write and uh, continue to bulk up our data infrastructure and our products for both uh, the U.S. and Europe. So in the near term, it's really continuing what we do and fine tuning it for the benefit of our client base. Great. Now, speaking at mid-year, how would you describe fundamentals for U.S. REITs? I certainly feels very good out there. Uh, first, because from a just from a pure GDP perspective, this is a year of rebound, and many of us have increased our GDP forecasts and expectations in, in 21 and sometimes in 22 as well. So ever since we got news of the vaccine in November 2020, estimates have been going up, and of course, share prices have been going up uh, tremendously. If you get back to the real estate fundamentals in the private market, what you're seeing is likely about, uh, for us, for all the sectors we cover, probably about a 300 basis point rebound in occupancy, going back to more than 90%. And then from a rent perspective, uh, or market rents, I should say, perspective, we're going to go back to where we were in 2019, probably by the end of this year, or early next year, early in 22. So from a fundamentals perspective, uh, we've moved past COVID very distinctly. And then in some sectors, you see that even more. So there are sectors that have hardly suffered or in fact have benefited to some extent from the COVID era. If you think about manufactured homes and industrial those are two sectors that we think will have the best combination of market rent growth and occupancy gains uh, over the next five years. And then if you look from a cash flow perspective, you're seeing, of course, a significant rebound in sectors that were more affected, so senior housing and lodging. But you're seeing also very attractive, sustainable growth for a few years in sectors like apartments and student housing. 
And in fact, a number of other sectors should experience NOI growth in the, the 4% range for the next couple of years, even 4 or 5% range. So this is a, a good period of time for the real estate business, and we see that continuing. And it's been an active M&A landscape so far in 2021. What does that tell you about the state of the commercial real estate industry? I think as we got to uh, the end of COVID and from an analytical perspective, of course, at the human level, it's it's not over and we continue to see changes in cases uh, here and there globally. But from an economic perspective, there's a lot more clarity as to what's going to happen. So companies are more capable of making important decisions. And that's true of the buyer and the seller. Uh, with that, what we've observed, in particular in the public market so far in a couple of transactions, is really the disparity in cost of capital between a company with a very good one and a company perhaps with uh, not a, uh, as attractive a cost of capital. We, it's the type of mergers that we've seen. And those make a ton of sense. They're generally, uh, and I hesitate to use that, but they're generally win-win circumstances, whereas uh, to us, the buyers, and in this case, uh, Kimco and Realty Income, as they purchased, uh, respectively, Wine Garden and Verit, you end up with combinations that make a lot of sense and done in a way that should be attractive to both shareholder bases. You're also starting to see a little bit of privatization. We had a very big deal with uh, QTS being acquired by Blackstone recently. And so now that you have visibility, we should see a little bit more transaction activity. But from a, an M&A standpoint, I'd continue to focus primarily on relative differences in cost of capital for companies with with notable similarities, that's where you'll see more likely than not the mergers in the future. Now, it seems that the balance between working remotely versus in the office keeps changing from week to week. How long do you think it could be before there's a clearer sense of new working patterns? And what does that mean for office REITs in the meantime? This is a big question since the start of COVID almost, and it's interesting to see, as you mentioned, uh, the back and forth recently between employers and employees. You have employers saying you'd better come back to the office. They say a little bit nicer than that, but the undertone is very clear. And you have employees in some sectors are saying, I'm not going back to the office. And if you insist, I just uh, will go work somewhere else. So this, this push-pull is very, very interesting to us. Work from home is really the defining story of the realist, of the real estate world in the pandemic. There are going to be a lot of tensions, of course, between those that believe there should be more work from the office versus work from home. But when, when you look through what it means, uh, choosing where one does work, it has meaningful impacts, not just to office, but to residential, hotels, uh, suburban shopping centers, which will all have different fundamentals based on the decisions that people make about going to work. As you think about the lack of clarity, I'm afraid it's going to last for at least another 12 months because implementing a hybrid world is truly daunting from an employer's perspective. We have a lot of experience now working from home, but we haven't really done the true hybrid world and trying to manage workforces where you have individuals that want to be in the office five days a week and individuals that never want to see an office again. So as companies figure this out, we will see, uh, I would imagine, a ton of articles uh, talking about both sides of the coin. From our perspective, we expect that when it's all said and done, you'll have about a 15% drop in office demand. It's not going to happen overnight, and you're going to see a lot of disparities between certain markets and, in fact, certain countries. 
when I look from a market standpoint, I think uh, some of the coastal markets in the U.S. should see, should suffer a little bit more from work from home. Whereas in markets that are more dynamic from an employment perspective, often in the South, you might not even notice that work from home is becoming a greater percentage of the pie. To us, we're, we're open-minded as to what will happen, but it keeps us fairly cautious about the office business. And you're speaking to me from the UK this morning. From your current perspective, what are some of the more interesting or important trends that you're watching within the European REIT sector? Yes, I've been here for a year and a half now, so I arrived just before COVID, for better or for worse, um, and no one moves from Newport Beach to London just for the weather, of course. So what we're trying to accomplish as a firm is to be a little bit more globally minded and using the trends that we see in Europe and the trends we see in the US, we think will create better research. We were able to capitalize on that very early on in COVID because the challenges associated with COVID were taking place a lot sooner and a lot in a more noticeable fashion in Europe than in the U.S. So early on in COVID time, we we already noticed the benefit of uh, having presence in in two different geographies and being very much aware of what's happening. From a thematic perspective, work from home is is indeed one of them, where in fact, we're a little bit more uh, open-minded that the office business will do well in some elements of continental Europe. So work from home may not be as embraced enough. Uh, but the other theme that's really interesting to me in Europe is the growth of non-traditional property sectors in the public market. And uh, in the US, the non-traditional sectors represent more than half of the value of uh, the, the REIT industry. And that's been fantastic for the industry. And it's been a great way for investors to participate in the growth of these sectors. In Europe, we're not quite at the same point. So to me, watching the healthcare business, the storage business in particular, and frankly, the residential business, which has not been as institutionalized in Europe as it is in the U.S., those are our businesses that should flourish in the public market over time and a, a very interesting trend for investors with a focus in Europe. And finally, are there any other trends or developments on your broader radar that we haven't covered? Yeah, two, two things I want to mention on this front. One is uh, we continue to believe firmly that the public market will remain an area growth for real estate investors. And there are very good reasons to have a, a portfolio that includes public and private real estate. And we think the public market should grow in a healthy fashion going forward for REITs. Two is inflation, which everyone uh, talks about right now. What's interesting about inflation is it's not really priced in in the bond market. There isn't, and by, by inflation, I mean, there's no inflation spikes that's priced into the bond market. And as a result, there's no inflation spike that's priced into the real estate market either. What's interesting to us is the REIT market currently is priced attractively versus a lot of investment alternatives. And our recent study of inflation and real estate suggests that real estate is a very good hedge for inflation. So with inflation not or inflation spikes not priced into the public market or in REITs and the possibility that something could happen, you end up with a free option effectively on higher inflation when you buy REITs. And we find that to be a very interesting theme right now. Great. Cedric, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks, Sarah. It's been a pleasure. And to our listeners, for more news and analysis on REITs and listed real estate, be sure to visit NAIREIT's website, REIT.com.